Welcome back, friend, to the Spiritual Thirst Trap podcast. Today, we're going to just get right into it. Your boy's feeling activated as funk. That's spelled F-U-N-K for those of you who are triggered by cursing. Just kidding. You know I'm a curse on this podcast. Shit. Um, Today, we're going to get right into it. I'm feeling activated about a topic that really means a lot to me. And today we're going to talk about being yourself and some cold, hard, yet also really empowering truths around being yourself and stepping into alignment with that and the challenges that come along with it. So fun fact, by the way, the way that I do this podcast is I wait till I get an inspired idea and... uh, the inspiration shows up somewhere in my body so today it showed up as like my heart pounding but sometimes it shows up as like energy just moving really fast through my body and I want to like pace back and forth Um, and I follow that I really listen to my body so there's not gonna be a a structure where it's like every week at this time I'm gonna release a podcast like part of the mystery of spiritually thirst trapping my people is the mystery of when when the episodes are going to come out and when my content comes out and just know that it is going to be consistent so likely there will be one to a few episodes a week but there might be a week or two where I don't so keep that in mind that being said I go right off the dome with these episodes I don't prepare bullet points or anything sometimes I might if I'm getting into a much deeper or longer topic that I want to specifically address certain points but for the most part these are going to be freestyle flowed and if you know me and have been engaging with me for a while hi friend thanks for supporting me for super long you probably know that about me that I love to freestyle that I love improv I love improving with life that improvisational energy really inspires and excites me and for those of you who are new to my field my network what is up thank you so much for being here i trust that you'll take what resonates and leave the rest behind so that being said let's begin i just posted on facebook and instagram on facebook it was like a feed post and on instagram it was on my story because it was too long to be a caption one of the most challenging posts i've ever posted in my life it felt really emotionally risky i actually just posted it about 10 to 15 minutes ago while in my car parked at chipotle after eating and i was writing the post while eating at chipotle who would have thought that chipotle could open your third eye like that right (laughs) and i'm sitting in in my car after having finished writing about half the post and really thinking about posting it and being like well if i want to walk my talk about authentic uh, honest self-expression and taking up space then that also means that i'm willing to take emotional risks myself and walk myself through the fire. If you wanna see it, I'm not gonna talk about it in detail on this episode, because it would be off topic, but um, if you wanna see what I was talking about, I basically like came out of the closet with a lot of my honest and unpopular opinions. So, and, and contradictory paradoxical opinions that often are seen against each other. And I made a post about it. So if you wanna see it, uh, on Facebook slash facebook.com slash de la playa Carlos you can see it or you can look at my Instagram story before it disappears um, anyways the, the the premise of today's episode is that 
a lot of people, when they think about being yourself, they think that it's supposed to be like this really easy process that feels really good all the time. And what I'm here to tell you that might actually burst your bubble is, is that learning how to be yourself is actually an act of courage. It's incredibly, incredibly fucking challenging. It's, it involves so many what I call psycho-spiritual deaths and rebirths of your ego and of your identity that sometimes literally feel like you're dying in your nervous system in order to feel safe in your expression. And what happens is, is that people start to practice being themselves and they get to a point where they don't feel as good. And they'll, they'll start to self-sabotage. For everyone, this looks different. For me, it's like suddenly shit starts hitting the fan in my life. Suddenly I get really random, really intense bouts of depression. Um, even though everything was going really well or I'll spend a lot of money to make myself feel broke or I'll drink way too much multiple days in a row to feel like shit, right? Like for everyone, it's different. It might even be like binging porn for some people, scrolling for hours and hours, just completely letting themselves go. Um, Some people call it self-sabotage. And um, basically what happens is, is we start to feel the hints of imposter syndrome when we start to be ourselves, we start to feel the challenge of stepping into alignment and a new way of being that we're not used to and taking up space. And and that starts to feel really dangerous to the nervous system. So people start to feel bad, but they don't understand that the way that the nervous system works is that when you're expressing and experimenting in new, in new ways by speaking your truth more, dressing in in a way that's more bold to you that's more authentic to you that maybe breaks a little bit of rules disagreeing with people out loud telling people you're attracted to them posting your content on social media for the first time or maybe if you've been posting for a while actually posting shit that feels like you're bungee jumping (laughs) after you post it um there's the nervous system will create like a fight flight freeze response and and what happens is is that our ancestors when back in tribal days like i guess you can call it like the caveman times right in in those times when social media didn't really exist and this interconnectivity of technology and society exists now and tribes were a lot smaller and more secluded if you were excommunicated from your tribe you would literally die you would get killed. So what happens is is the nervous system evolved to to prevent us to create sort of a people-pleasing fight-flight-freeze response that happens when we start to take up space and when we get like haters, when we feel exposed, when we start sharing truths that we've always hidden, this fight-flight-freeze response kicks in and we start to feel like literal death i mean for any of you who have gone through this and i mean honestly if you're listening to this right now you've probably experienced a time before where you felt humiliated or someone disagreed with you or rejected you and it literally felt like death after right and most people when they feel this they start to think oh well i guess i'm out of alignment and i'm not being myself because being myself is supposed to be feel good and this is a fallacy of thinking it's a way that we sabotage ourselves further because it operates under the assumption that's false by the way that life is supposed to feel good all the time 
and life actually isn't supposed to feel good all the time. 50% of the time, it's going to feel like ass, and the other 50% of the time, you might be blissed out and farting sparkles. And, you know, that's just the way it is, regardless of how much money you're making or how much you're living your dreams or speaking your truth, right? And when I first heard that being yourself was actually supposed to be hard and supposed to be challenging, it actually made me feel relieved because any time that I failed, instead of beating myself up and making it mean that, like, I'm broken and I don't understand it because being myself is hard. I was able to create a space of compassion and neutrality around my failures and my self-sabotage, which actually helped me let go of those behaviors to begin with and be able to take more emotional risks. And it created a sense of relief. And when we're not shaming ourselves and beating ourselves up for things being hard when they're actually supposed to be hard, it creates an environment within our nervous systems for a greater sense of safety in our own bodies. And when our bodies feel safe, we actually take greater risks with our self-expression. You know, you can think of anyone that you really look up to that's iconic, that has haters, right? Like, you know, I like to give the example of like Doja Cat or... Or, you know, if you're a life coach, maybe thinking of, of a famous life coach that you can think of, right? Or your favorite YouTuber or content creator, your favorite artist, like chances are that their work and what they share with the world, like 50% of people are pissed off by it and the other 50% love it. Maybe it's not so 50-50 like that, like the percentage is obviously nuanced, but it's because they're exposing themselves. And it's actually inherently against our human nervous systems to expose ourselves because back then our bodies like we would die <laughs> we would literally die like if you disagreed with churches back then you would get beheaded in some countries and even to this day there's still certain cultures that still operate under that way because they haven't learned how to work with and decondition that trauma response and contribute to human evolution by being themselves so you might be wondering like well shit carlos like you're thinking you're like in my head right now like how'd you know so here's a few ways to know by the way that you're in sort of this response right like if, if you're if you're working on exposing yourself or taking up more space or in whatever way of your life it might show up and often does for most people as like imposter syndrome, thinking that you're a fraud, feeling fake, right? And what I want to tell you is, is that if you feel fake, if you feel like a fraud while you're doing things, while you're trying on new jewelry, trying on new clothes, speaking in new ways, listening to new music, sharing your, your magic in new ways, if you feel fake at first, that means you're actually stepping into alignment not out of alignment and there's nuance to this of course right but it means you're stepping into alignment and a lot of people and you might even think of expressing yourself and being yourself as like stepping into alignment i hear that a lot in like coaching or or like psycho spiritual spaces is i'm getting into alignment alignment doesn't feel good 
because you're literally creating new neural pathways and a new way of being. It's actual science, right? Like if you look at habit science, it takes anywhere, depending on the habit, between 21 and 66 days to create a new behavior. Imagine a new way of being. Imagine a new way of showing up. And if you've been programmed by your family, by religion, by society, by school to behave, to... You know, women a lot are told to not be too fiery, to not be too loud, to not be too ambitious. Men are told to not be too sensitive, to not uh, paint their nails, right? To not wear too many colors or too many patterns or care about their skincare, right? Depending on where you're at and how trends change. And, and, you know, even members of the gay community or LGBTQ plus spaces, I can only speak for myself as a gay man, like, there's a lot of expectations and rules of like, who you're supposed to be in order to exist in these spaces. Choosing to be yourself when other people are telling you you should be another way is a a form of sacred rebellion. It's a way of choosing to... I like to think of it as like you're choosing to be in collaboration with the spirit of your future self, with with that part of you that wants to step into your bigness and other people who aren't stepping into their bigness and who are believing in their smallness and, and operating from this program, constricted people pleasing energy. Those people are going to look at you and they're going to feel threatened, intimidated, and they're going to spew venom at you. And you have two options here. You can choose to be like, well, they're right. I fucking suck. This sucks. The world sucks. And be a victim and complain and cast negative thought spells on your mind and on your psyche with like, man, I shouldn't have done that because it feels really uncomfortable. Like imposter syndrome means something's going wrong. Well, I'm going to go back to doing the same shit over and over again and living a soggy ass existence, right? Like instead of you could either choose that option or you could choose the option of like, you know, I believe in God. I like to pray to God. You can use universe spirit source, but I like to be like, God, grant me the strength, the courage and the wisdom for me to cast away illusions of who I think I should be and allow me to have courage to take up space, even when it's scary to be who I truly am. Because in being who I truly am, I'm helping other people, right? Ooh, that was a good ass prayer. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm in a flow state right now. Like I'm I'm not really sure where else I'm going with this other than understand that the process of being yourself is supposed to suck. It's supposed to at first. And then there's a point where maybe after a long time of you feeling safe to be rejected, feeling safe to take emotional risks, that thing that previously made your heart pound and your palms sweat will start to feel normal. And that's when you've locked in to that identity and that version of you. And the, and the funny part about this is, is that it's a never-ending journey. 
So your next iteration, like if I was to ask you to close your eyes and breathe and really center yourself and then just imagine what the next iteration of you is inviting you into or to look like or to do more of or to be more of or to speak more like, you'll get an idea, right? And 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 chances are it's an idea that probably scares you a little bit. But when you do that idea, you're going to feel that process of this sort of death and rebirth and imposter syndrome. And your job is to like hold the line. <laughs> and to keep going and to process that emotion and feel it in your body breathe into it romanticize it and make it mean that it's working and that you're on the right track instead of making it mean that you're you've fallen off track because it starts to feel less than blissful and over time of you learning how to do that it, that thing again you get desensitized to the fear it becomes your new normal and then eventually you'll get another iteration of you in your mind's eye of like the version of you a year from now what they look like how they breathe how they walk and how they talk and how they're different from this new version of you that you've stepped into and the, it'll happen again it starts to feel scary the heart starts pounding again fear starts coming up again and and this is just a natural part of the human experience and most self-growth that like really works in my opinion is when you can accept that there's that life is easy and hard it's not supposed to be super easy all the time it doesn't mean that you can't live a life where you're thriving working less resting more right but to get to these places where we're operating against society even if it appears more easeful in our own mind's eye and in our vision to get there takes psycho-spiritual, psychological, literally nervous system deaths and rebirths in order for you to be able to withstand and hold the space for that reality that you're trying to create. And I promise you, it gets easier the more you do it. You start to create a habit of seeing fear as a compass pointing in the direction of what you desire rather than running away from it and now i'm not saying go run towards a lion when you feel fear right i'm talking about fear that's directly connected to a desire like if you desire something and you feel fear at the same time that's literally like god's check engine light for where you're supposed to go <laughs> it's like the gps is telling you turn right here and you're deciding to like turn back around because you didn't like that the gps told you to turn right even though it's towards the destination you're wanting to go you know what I mean? Like, um, now because I love you, I'm going to teach you a tool and it's basically a similar tool to the last episode, how to get turned on by your nervousness. Uh, I rarely shit on people, but you should totally go check it out <laughs> if you haven't already. And I'm going to expand upon it, but basically when you're feeling this fear, this anxiety, this nervousness, this tension between you and your future self that feels like a blockage or imposter syndrome, any negative emotion that starts to be experienced when you're taking risks, you know, like let's say you're someone who's afraid to go up to someone and tell them that you're attracted to them. That's something I'm still working on. I've gotten a lot better at it, but you know, <laughs> I choose different areas right now to work on. Um, Let's say you're somebody who's afraid to go up to someone and tell them that you're attracted to them. 
your heart might start beating, your brain will start to try and talk you out of it, start to rationalize, eh, they're not that attractive, like they're not that worth the fuss, but your heart secretly wants to, there's a calling, your heart starts beating faster, your body comes more alive. What you'll think is that this fear is a problem and it needs to be fixed before you can do that. And I promise you that that's just not the way life works. The way the nervous system works is that you do it while you feel that way enough times until you realize that doing that thing just doesn't kill you. And then eventually you'll just not feel that at all and it'll be replaced with, be replaced with confidence and certainty in those situations rather than fear. You know, you're, you're hearing me now speaking on this podcast probably thinking like, damn, he's really good at talking. And he's really engaging. Or maybe you've watched my videos and you've had that thought. And it was practiced. If you go all the way to the beginning of my Instagram, Facebook content creation journey, which is where I started, even TikTok, you'll see how much less practiced I was. And I was terrified. I used to be terrified to go live. Now, if I press the go live button, I literally feel like, I'm in my house, chilling, shirtless in my underwear. Like it feels that neutral to me in my body because I did it so many times. I was, I confronted that feeling of like my heart pounding and like my body felt like it was gonna die over and over and over again until it was desensitized. So how you do this is when this feeling is happening in your body, the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna one, notice it's happening. Oh, my body's having a fear response or an emotional response. You might even name it anxiety, fear, hesitation, however the energy shows up for you. And step two is you're going to locate it in your body where it's the most intense. So for some people, that's the heart. For some people, that's the gut or the solar plexus. For some people, that's the limbs. For some people, that's the head. For some people, that's their balls and their yoni. You know what I'm saying? So just pay attention to where the energy shows up strongest in your body. And imagine, step three, imagine you're going to take an elevator from your head to the center of that feeling. And while you're in there, step four, you're going to describe the experience. And what do I mean by that? What color is it? What temperature is it? Does it move? Does the sensation stay still? Does it vibrate or does it wiggle or does it flow? Or does it fall? Like, is it empty? Is it hollow or is it uh, full and thick? Is it more like lead or like gelatin? Really describe the sensation inside your body. And the final step, was it step five or six? Damn. I don't remember. It's okay. The final step is you're going to romanticize it and amplify it. So for some people, I tell them, imagine there's a volume dial in front of you and you're turning up the volume on that uncomfortable feeling. Just expand it, amplify it, intensify it, say yes to it. And then other people that are like sick fucks like me, I say sexualize it. Imagine that you're fucking it or it's fucking you <laughs> yes i said it and then this feeling starts to become a portal into aliveness this is literally what people who like love to skydive all the time this is what they do 
when they feel that like heart pounding fear like they've learned to fall in love with it you can even apply this mentality and this mindset to like your workouts a lot of people when they feel the burn while working out they're like "Ugh, this is too much i hate this but you can literally trick your brain into liking the feeling or sexualizing it or at least seeing it as neutral and expanding it in your body what this does is it allows it to fully process through your nervous system and oftentimes what you'll realize is is that what we're really avoiding feeling is the judgment and resistance to the feeling like that feels way worse than the feeling itself so sometimes fear actually feels really good and, and fear has a similar vibrational match to excitement. And we're depriving of so ourselves of so much excitement and aliveness by thinking that when we feel fear, something's going wrong and running away from it instead of just choosing to go forward with it anyways. Like the courageous ninja mystic warrior weirdo weeb magical being that you are. If you've listened this far, thank you so much for listening. You could be anywhere else with your time, and you've chosen to be here spending it with me, Carlos de la Playa, a.k.a. Spiritual Magnetic Prince, Prince of Magnetism. I'm still working on that that name. Honestly, it, many iterations of me just continue to unfold. If you like what you're listening to, please consider giving it a five-star rating. Or less if you didn't like it, but honestly like just rate it five stars like be a homie you listen all this way that means some part of you likes it right for those of you who don't know i am also a one-on-one life and self-expression coach and at the moment i still have one-on-one spaces open so if you're interested in working with me one-on-one so that you can take up space unapologetically in a way that's uniquely yours send me a direct message on my Instagram at Carlos de la Playa. The link should be in the show notes, but I'm running this entire podcast and the back end by myself. So if the link's not there, it'll be there soon. Um, But I trust that you'll, if you really want to be in this, you'll find me. Send me a direct message at Carlos de la Playa to ask to book a consultation. For now, the consultations are free, but your boy is about to blow the fuck up. I just sense it in my vibes, in my energy. So consultations aren't gonna be a permanent thing. I don't say that to like rush you or push you. Only reach out to me if it's a full body fuck yes for you. Um, Send me a DM on my Instagram and we'll do a consultation to see if my one-on-one coaching quest is a delicious fit for myself and for you. Remember, friend, you have a unique, delicious, magnetic magic that only you can give and only you can access. As always, take what resonates, leave the rest behind. And my hope is that the medicine of my media inspires you to show up more like you even if that means disagreeing with someone or saying no to somebody you always say yes to or dressing in a way that actually lights your inner child up right i hope that you do that at least one to two percent every day every week every month and that you create a life that you're turned on by inside and out i'll see you on the next episode and Peace.